Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Catherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this vital and timely question. How should the church help parents and children struggling with same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria? Statistics show that one in five Gen Z children are identifying somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum. One in five. I know that this is true in my circles, and I homeschool in Christian educational communities. So the church needs to have a response. One of the largest and most influential churches in the United States, pastored by one of the most influential pastors in the world, just went on record telling us about his church's approach. Is it biblical? That is what we're talking about today. A mother of a child who is same-sex attracted is joining me to break down Andy Stanley's recent message to his congregation and the conference held at his church for LGBTQ parents. She has a lot to say on this topic, as do I. So that's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You may have 
have heard about the unconditional conference for parents of LGBTQ identifying children held at Andy Stanley's church recently and the message he preached to his congregation following that conference on Sunday morning. This all took place just a few weeks ago. Both the conference and the message signify a substantial departure from where the evangelical church has stood on this issue. Does Stanley have the right approach? Is it biblical? Should we be concerned? Well, those are questions that my guest and I will be answering today and in the next episode. This topic is too important and too big to give it just a cursory glance, moms and dads. This is the defining issue of Gen Z. All of our kids are wrestling with the topic of sexuality, whether they personally struggle with same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria or not, because even if they don't struggle with it, their friends do. My very special guest today is Melinda Patrick. She has been ministering to parents of children in the LGBTQ community for many years now because she is one. Her testimony is powerful and her wisdom is hard earned and biblically sound. You will hear all about Melinda, her ministry, her podcasts, and her story in this and subsequent episodes. We got a lot of ground to cover, so we're going to jump right in. Melinda Thank you so much for for coming on Christian Parent Crazy World to share your testimony and your response to Andy Stanley's message. It's such an honor to have you here. Thank you, Catherine. I, I'm thrilled to have this time with you. Yeah. Now, we, we've known each other for a bit. We met each other at the 2022 Spark Media Conference, and then we saw each other again at this last one. We were ships passing in the night, weren't we? Yes. We kept wanting to sit down, and so now we're finally having that opportunity to sit down. And um, when when Andy Stanley's message came out, and of course, we heard about the Unconditional Conference, we're going to talk about all of that in just a bit. I knew that you were the person I wanted to have on my show to address this, because you've walked this road yes. for 12 years. You know intimately, you're intimately acquainted with this this road of being a parent of someone who struggles in this area. Not only that, you have a ministry, you have two podcasts that address this topic. So I want you to share about that. But I just, and before we get to that, I just want to say, I too know so many families who are walking through this. I am intimately acquainted in my immediate friendship circle with at least a half a dozen parents, very close close, uh, I'm walking very closely with these individuals. Some of them are, are in my regular prayer groups. This is the the primary issue that they face. I know so many people walking this road, and I want to say that I am standing in proxy for them today in this episode. As a matter of fact, I just, <laughs> right as uh, we were, got on our call today, I got a, a, a response from one of those moms who wanted to respond to Andy Stanley. And I'm going to read that later. I haven't even had a chance to read it yet. I just stuck it in my notes, copy and pasted it. So you are standing in proxy for many parents. I am standing in proxy for many parents and are concerned about what is going on in the evangelical church, what happened with Andy Stanley's conference that he hosted at his church and what he said. But before we get to that, tell us a little bit about yourself. We're going to actually, we're doing multiple episodes here because this is so important. And so in an episode that is yet to come, we are going to really get into your testimony and talk about how to parent a child 
who is struggling in their sexuality. But just tell us briefly about yourself and about your podcast that you have on this topic. Yes. And so, Catherine, I would also like to add, there's a part of me that also feels as though I'm standing in proxy for those in the LGBTQ community. And we'll probably get into that in just a little bit, because listening back to Andy Stanley's message, he wasn't even really for the LGBTQ community as well. Mm. And and so one of my greatest passions is to bridge to bridge that gap. And I will start out by saying, because I I don't want people thinking, okay, so is she affirming? Is she not? No, I do not believe that this is who God called those who are have embraced an LGBTQ identity. That's not who God has called them to be. Mm-hmm. But we are never going to reach the LGBTQ community if we do not have a relationship with them. It starts with relationship. And in that relationship, as we build that, we're able to show grace and we're able to speak truth. And so, you know, his his whole message also had found I found myself a little bit protective of them as well. Mm, That's so good because he's not he's not really loving them either. Mm. And and so let me get back to my story. I just wanted wanted to say that. So I'm Melinda Patrick. I, I have two podcasts. My first podcast is the Even While podcast, and it's Living Life, Waiting Well. I actually have not produced an episode there for almost two years, but it is still out there. It's a great one for any parent, any, any, you don't even have to be a parent. If you are in any type of waiting season, that is a great podcast to go and to, to listen, to gain wisdom and, and uh, be equipped in that season But the podcast now that I spend my time, that is my passion, that is the Bridge Between Us podcast, loving your LGBTQ identified child without compromising truth. And that podcast is a little over a year old now. I serve in ministry with his wonderful works. I'm director of parent support. And I what I do basically what that means is on a weekly basis I am getting emails and phone calls and opportunities to sit with parents who their children have come to them maybe it was last week or maybe it was 2 years ago and the parents didn't know who to reach out to and they feel very alone in this and so I have the opportunity now to walk with parents either in that crisis phase or perhaps they're in a new new journey because this can change. You know, your child may first come to you and say, Hey, I experienced this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure about it, but I want you to know I experienced it. But then there might be some time down the road where they're like, Okay, now I want to embrace it. And then you've got the part where they may or may not bring a, a partner home. And then you could have the part where they're like, you know what? We've decided to make this official and, and get married. So there's many things on this journey just because you, you feel like, and I learned this personally, you know, when my daughter came to me in 2011, at that point, she was sharing with me that she had same sex attraction. Then it was maybe a year and a half later where she shared with me that she had a girlfriend. And then it would be a few years after that where she said that her and her partner were were wanting to get married and then they eventually did get married. 
And so with each of those portions of the journey, I had to walk through grief again. I had to go back and say, okay, God, I know you're still at work. I, I don't know. This is, I did not think that we would end up here, but here we are. So what are my next steps? How can I join you where I'm at work, where you're at work? And so it's, even if a parent's been on this journey four or five years, it can be lonely. And we need to know that we have someone else that, that is walking this with us. And so that's what I do at His Wonderful Works. Mm. And then I co-lead a global parent ministry. And so we meet a couple times a week and just pray. All We're many countries and represented there. And we pray and intercede because this isn't just something that's happening in America. It's all right. over the world. And there are hurting parents all over the world. And so we meet and, and pray. So it's it's been a journey, one that I would not have ever expected myself to be on. This is not right. a job that I would have chosen. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think any of us get through life without taking quite a few journeys that we never imagined and yes. certainly didn't sign up for. But that's God is faithful in all of those journeys. Yes. And thank you so much for being here. Yours is exactly the response. And I, I've already, like I said, I've got a lot of, I've got a response from a mom that I know to what Andy Stanley's uh, conference has done and his message, what he's preaching at his church now. So let's transition and we will, we will visit your story again in a future episode so we can really help parents who are walking that journey. But Headlines have been made in recent weeks as Andy Stanley had a conference at his church called the Unconditional Conference. This was led by a couple of leaders that he met at his church, I believe, Greg and Lynn McDonald, who have started a ministry because they, like you, have a, a child who they discovered was same-sex attracted and has since embraced a gay lifestyle and so they started a ministry. I think they have a book. It's called Embracing the Journey, a Christian Parent's Blueprint to Loving Your LGBTQ Child. And they've also started this ministry and this conference, which was hosted at Andy Stanley's church. Now, Andy Stanley's name should ring a bell for a lot of people. He is one of the most influential pastors in our country. And I would say in the world, he's a very influential writer and he's in the evangelical church. So when he speaks... We're all listening, and he represents a major component of the church. So when he is going a certain direction, we need to take note of what that is. Now, there have been mumblings, I think, for years about Andy Stanley and his theology. At one point, he said something to the effect of us needing to unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament, which everybody was deeply concerned about. But now I think I think we have some very clear evidence of where he is theologically, and it needs to be addressed lovingly with concern for truth in the body and with concern for people who are struggling with this, parents who are walking this journey and children who are walking this journey. So talk to us a little bit about the conference. What this conference do you, I, I was not able to attend. I, I don't think you attended, but we understand what, who was at the conference, what they spoke on. And then Andy Stanley to use a, a euphemism, I guess he came out with where he stands at the church. And we're going to really dig into that theology in a moment. But the unconditional conference took place recently at his church. And that was something that both you and I are very concerned about because of the speakers that they had there and the direction that the conference took theologically, wouldn't you say? 
Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So the conference was the last Thursday and Friday of September here in Atlanta. I actually live in Atlanta at North Point. That is Andy Stanley's church. And like you said, the hosts were Greg and Lynn McDonald. And there is also Debbie and Al Causey. And Debbie works for North Point. She is actually director of their family ministry or their parent connect So North Point has a parent ministry for parents who have a child that's embraced in the LGBTQ community. And that ministry at at North Point is called Parent Connect. Mm -hmm. And Debbie has written a book as well. And with this conference, they had a, a lot of speakers coming in. They had counselors. They had their goal was to really come alongside and and I appreciate their heart. I do want to say that mm-hmm. I appreciate their heart. I appreciate them wanting to come alongside parents. This is a very difficult journey. And from what I understand, they had marriage counselors there. They had, you know, just, I think there was a position there. There were two gay men that are actually married. They're not married to one another, but they're each married to a man. They were there to speak. And so their goal was to, to basically minister to the whole parent Mm -hmm. because it does, it can take a toll on your marriage. A father and a mother grieve differently and are Walks with the Lord are different as well. We each have our own personal walk with the Lord. And so it affects that in many ways. And so, like I said, I appreciate them wanting to minister to the whole parent. But what I don't appreciate is the way they were directing the conference. And like I said, they had two gay men who are married to men that were the key you know, the keynote speakers at this conference, one of them was Justin Lee. The other one was Brian Neitzel. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. And both of these men claim to be gay Christians and they're married to men. They never brought anyone on to speak that was once in the LGBT community and now has found hope and healing in Jesus Christ. And it's not like you can't find those people there. There are many of them. I mean, Christopher Yuan, uh, Beckett Cook, Jackie Hill Perry, Joe Dallas, Rosario Butterfield. And there's some. Oh, I just spent I just spent a whole weekend with about 300 
at the Freedom March in Dallas, Texas. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that they couldn't find them. They, they, they chose not to find them, right? Correct. I mean, the only, the, my, the founder of the ministry where I served, Dee Barnes, she had once embraced an LGBT identity and now she walks with Christ. She's been set free for over 30 years. Wow. She's been married. She has three children, three grown children. Now she walks completely free, does, does not have any, same-sex attraction. God has healed her. And Andy knew of Dee Barnes. We met personally with Andy's staff, and they we were basically turned away because this was not, we did not have the same mission that they did. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's then talk about the message that he gave. I listened to that message. I took about 10 pages of notes. I know you did as well. Uh, it was deeply concerning message. Now, there were some points of agreement, which I think we should highlight. And I love that you said that you appreciate their heart. I do as well. I think they do truly want to help. We have a, a fundamental disagreement on how to go about administering that kind of help. So, and let me just say, he got to the place that he talked about where we agreed it was a 48 minute message. It was a little over 30 minutes in. And I don't know about you, but I got whiplash. <laughs> I got whiplash because of everything he had said leading up to that. I was like, these things are not consistent with what you have said before. There was a, a serious area of inconsistency. So he did talk about, he affirmed what he called a, a New Testament ethic and sexuality. And so he did affirm that he believed and that the church taught or believed that sex should be reserved for a man and a woman who are married to one another. Correct. And then and that he did affirm he did not read the passages, but he did affirm what scripture teaches in the New Testament. And likewise, in the Old Testament, these are consistent with one another on homosexuality. Correct. Yes. So those were the points of agreement. By the time we got there, a little over 30 minutes in, I was so confused. I was really perplexed by that because so much of what he had said prior to that, if if you truly believe that, you believe what the New Testament, what scripture says on those topics, then why, why would that not be present, particularly the conference that you just had? And why are we not leading with that? Because there are ser- serious implications if those passages of scripture are, are true and you're affirming those passages, you know, either you have to clip them out of your Bible like a, you know, a snowflake and get get rid of those passages or it, it has some implications for how you would minister, doesn't it? I, I, I was very confused by that. Absolutely. So he starts off talking about versions of Christianity and he was responding to a an article by Albert Moeller. That came out, I think it was at the Gospel Coalition, was that, I think, I'm trying to remember where they published that. But he he started off with a quote, and by the way, just to let everybody know, these, these are probably going to be a little bit longer than I've tried to have my episodes lately, but I really want to be thorough in this. It's so, it's so, so, so important. He started off, and this is what he said, quote, the author is actually accusing me of departing from his version of biblical Christianity. And this was the article that Albert Moeller had written. It was an article, I guess, that made a huge roar in Christian circles. Everybody was reading it. 
And so he wanted to address that. And he said, quote, the author is actually accusing me of departing from his version of biblical Christianity. So I want to go on the record and say that I've never subscribed to his version of biblical Christianity to begin with. So I'm not leaving anything. And he and where he would say, well, Andy, I've never subscribed to your version of biblical Christianity, and that's okay. We can agree to disagree. So essentially he's saying this is an area and a topic on which we can have, you can be over here on one side of it, and I can be on the other side, and we can just agree to disagree. I think that that was extraordinarily misleading. And here's the thing. What, what kind of disturbed me right off the bat when he was talking about this was like, Talking about versions of Christianity as if, you know, like, like Melinda, you've got your version of Christianity. I, Catherine, have my version of Christianity and we can just agree to disagree. And certainly there are things we can disagree on within the faith. Not everything is of essential nature like this, but this is such a central topic. Gen Z. I think it's something like one in five, the statistics are showing one in five are identifying somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum. And the scriptures are not unclear on it. And there are huge implications for pursuing that lifestyle according to the Bible. So if the Bible is accurate on that, then we need to be very clear that the version that of Christianity we adhere to is the one that is very clear in scripture. It's not an unclear topic, is it, Melinda? No, it's not an unclear topic at at all. And Catherine, as, as we're sitting here discussing that, I'm thinking there's only one way to follow Christ. Mm. You know, there, there's not multiple ways. There's not multiple ways to get to God. There's not, you know, Jesus, even with his disciples, he was very clear that we have to lay down our lives and follow after him. We, we don't get to pick and choose. We don't get to decide what Christianity looks like. It's, it's like telling, you know, the, the potter, you know, Hey, I know I'm the clay, but this is what I really want to do today. Right. This is, this is what I really want to look like. And I think what happens is we have gotten, we have veered off from Jesus as being Lord. Mm, you're right. We have veered off from Jesus being Lord. It is He is not just somebody that we say, okay, I'm going to ask Jesus into my heart for salvation. No, we surrender our lives to him and say, you are Lord, your will, your ways, my life for you. Mm. And I believe that's, that's where we have really, really began to stray, that everybody can can make it what they want it to be and look where we are today. Right. It's a real it's it's truly a postmodern mindset that, you know, you can have your version of the truth and I can have my version of the truth and they don't have to meet. And yet Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he is so so intent on ensuring that we understand what the truth is so much so that he depart when he departed he said stay here the spirit of truth will come so he can he can guide you into all truth truth is knowable but of course for this generation they've been sold a pack of lies that we can't really know what the truth is so it, it seems like that is coloring part of the issue i know one of the main things right off the bat that was very disturbing to me he said multiple times this was one of his quotes he said Quote, the majority of gay men or women, you know, once upon a time, they were a kid with a terrifying secret and they asked God to change them. And God did not answer their prayer. 
end quote. I was stunned by that comment. And he made that comment several times, more than once. It was shocking to me because there are major implications when we say that God hasn't answered a prayer. And he said it not once, but twice. What were your thoughts on that, Melinda? Well, he painted a picture of a God who does not see, a God who does not care, and a God who does not answer. Yes. And then a little while into his message, he came with three points or three purposes for their Parent Connect ministry. One is so that parents can learn how to love their child well. The second one is so that parents can point their child to Jesus. And the third point is so that parents can get to a place where they realize that God's working in their lives too. I agree with all those points. Yes. In fact, my ministry, those are three points, three purposes why I have my ministry. But Catherine, as I listened to the message, I found myself saying, what Jesus is he pointing us to? Thank you. Because this is not the God of the Bible. This is not the Jesus I know. The Jesus I know is able to heal. The Jesus I know is a God who hears and answers. The Jesus I know is one who fights for us. Mm, Preach. And so I, I just had to wonder who, who, who is he talking about? Where are they really trying to point us? And then towards the end, that's when he, talked about the two gay men, Brian and Justin. And this is where I got the whiplash. You you said just a moment ago that you, yeah, know, you totally with, with whiplash. This is when I think I re- received the, the greatest whiplash. In one moment he's saying, you know, this is our this is where we stand as a church. We believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. But then the next thing he points his congregation And these hurting, wounded parents, and I guarantee you there were those in the congregation that are struggling with homosexuality and transgender, and they are saying, God, I want out of this, but apparently you don't hear. So he's now pointing the congregation and the everyone listening back to these gay men. They, I don't believe in their theology, but look, these are the two men I want you to follow. Right. You nailed it there. You nailed it. And let me just say, what does that mean? What are the ramifications of that kind of idea that God isn't answering prayer? One of two things, theologically, either God isn't good or he's not powerful enough. It's one or the two, right? Because a good God would certainly want to heal you from what ails you, especially something. What kind of God would say, okay, here's a standard, but I've made you in such a way that you can't keep it. There's nothing you can do to keep it. But he's a good God, right? No, that means he's either not good or God's not powerful enough to change that. It's one or the two, right? We, And that's what he essentially told all of these hurting people and the audience who either they themselves may be struggling in this area or others. He told them, look, there are people just like you who have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and they want to live by the standard. And oh, by the way, here's the standard. And we actually agree with that. But some of you aren't going to get your prayers answered. Some of you, you're not going to get the aid you need. Some of you are going to have to live like that with a standard you can't meet and God isn't going to help you. So therefore, 
Because of that, you can just go and marry whoever you want to because we know that you've strived for that and God hasn't answered. So what do you get a pass or something? You, I don't you I get a pass. Yeah, I, I was so confused by that. And it isn't helpful. And that brings me to one of the main things that I was very concerned about. And we're going to focus on this for, you know, and this episode. And then the next episode, I we're going to have a second episode on on his teaching here because I really want to focus in on what I think is the major stronghold that is keeping people in bondage there and preventing them from receiving an answer from God. That's going to be the next episode. But he talked about, and this was right at the top of the message about lines and circles. This is what he said, quote, in my opinion, his version, and he's referring back to Albert Moeller's article and the version of Christianity that you and I, I don't like coming back, calling it a version, but what you happen to believe or what I believe his, but he says this, his version of Christianity, our version is the problem. His version, this version of Christianity is why people are leaving the Christianity unnecessarily. It's the version that causes people to resist the Christian faith because they can't find Jesus in the midst of all the other stuff and all the other theology and all the other complexity that gets globbed on to the message. Blah, blah, blah. I, that was a lot of gobbledygook there. But bottom line, he says this, that version of Christianity draws lines and Jesus drew circles. He drew circles so large and included so many people in his circles that he consistently made religious leaders nervous, end quote. And let me just say, yes. Okay. There's some truth in here. Jesus drew very wide, large circles with the people he hung out with, with the people he loved. Let's look at Zacchaeus, who was a thief. He went to his house. We we see the woman at the well who Jesus reached out to, and he wasn't even supposed to speak to her because she was a woman and she was a Samaritan. Okay. And then the woman caught in adultery. Yes. He included, and then you see the woman, you know, Mary, who came and was rumored to be a prostitute who poured her life savings, her ointment over his feet. And everybody was offended. The religious leaders and important people were offended. So he got that part right. He drew circles with his love. But Jesus also drew lines. He drew lines with all of them. And because he drew the line, Zacchaeus said, okay, I'm going to pay everybody back four times what I stole from them. He drew lines and he told the woman caught in adultery to go and sin no more. He didn't say, well, you know, if God doesn't answer your prayer and he may not, he may or may not, depends on how he's feeling that day. It reminds me of like Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Is God not listening? I mean, seriously, what, what what God is he praying? What God are we praying to if he's not answering our prayers? Certainly not a loving God, but he didn't tell her, you know, if God doesn't answer your prayers, then I guess it's okay just to go ahead and living in adultery. No, he drew a line. He draws, draws lines throughout the gospels, doesn't he, Melinda? Absolutely. He told the woman, go and sin no more. Right. He would welcome people in, but then his presence, a very encounter with him caused and created a transformation with them. And I think also about the rich, the rich young ruler that came, great, you know, and said, what can I do? And, and, And Jesus said, leave everything you have. And the rich young ruler walked away sad. Mm hmm. Yes. Jesus drew a line. He always did. And, you know, and I think of the most famous verse in the entire Bible. We all know it. You see it at ball games, you know, up on placards, John three sixteen. Even in the most famous verse of the Bible, 
listen to this. We see circles, but then we see lines, okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's a circle that encompasses the whole world. No matter what you've done, no matter what you think, say, do, no matter who you are, he draws circles around people I would never draw circles around. I mean, think of the worst people historically that you can think of. You know, Hitler, Mao, Stalin, Lenin, Pol Pot. I mean, seriously, circles. He so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him, there's a line. Where does salvation come to? Whoever believes. There's a line right there. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. There's more love, right? This is verse 17. But to save the world through him, still a circle. Then he draws a line. He who believes is not condemned. Salvation comes to he who believes. And you know what? The verses right after this, so many people never learn. And I made my kids learn that. He who believes is not condemned. For whoever does not believe, he says, this is verse 18, is condemned already. Is that not a line right there? That, because, that's a big line. <laughs> because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict, he says. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of the light because their deeds are evil. Everyone who loves evil hates the light and will not come into the light. We need to keep going with our verses. I'm going to read a few more verses where he draws lines here. This is a big line yeah, let's Matthew. Let, let, let's let the word work. Let's let the word That's work. I love that. Matthew 10 verses 34 through 36. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be members of one's own household. He's not saying we shouldn't love people, but what we believe is going to cause a line to come in between us and others who choose not to be on that line, that choose not to join the truth. What did Jesus say? I love this, John 18, 37. For this purpose, I've come into the world. For this purpose, I was born. I've come into the world to testify to the truth. Jesus said, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. That's a line. Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, if you love me, you will obey what I command. That's a line. You are my friends if you do what I command. That's John 15, 14. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. I think if your branch, if he's pruning your branch, he's he's drawing some lines there, right? And if he cuts off the branch, yeah. he's definitely drawing a line. Yeah. Um, there's even a line to knowing truth. You know, we love to quote that scripture. Oh, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But the scripture before that says, if you are my disciples, then you will know the truth. Yes. And the truth will set you free. And exactly. You're right. That's yes. a line. You keep my word. Yeah. And that's uh, John 8, 31, 8, 30 and yes. 31. Yes. There we go. I'm going to keep going just a little bit here. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed. That's eternal life. He's talking about maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into the fire of hell. That's Jesus speaking. That's Matthew 18, 7. That's a pretty big line. And I think this is one of the biggest lines right here. 
this portion out of Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23, some of the most sobering script uh, verses in all of, of scriptures. These are red letter words. Again, this is Jesus speaking. Quote, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does what? Not who believes that I'm in my name, but who does the will of my father. Because if you believe, real belief will produce the work. Yes. It will produce a life of obedience. But he who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly. This is one of the most sobering lines in all of scripture. He will say, I never knew you away from me. What? You evildoers. Not just because you didn't believe, but because you did and practiced evil. Who defines what is evil? God does. Just a couple more here. Well, actually, this one. This was a big one, too. This is out of the Amplified. Second Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. He says, do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. And the Amplified Version says, do not make mismatched alliances with them inconsistent with your faith. For what partnership can righteousness have with lawlessness or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Lines, lots of lines. I could do this all day. You could do this all day, literally all day. The love encompasses everyone. His love is unconditional. That is a circle, but we can't just minister from the love because Jesus didn't just minister from the love because he loves us. He will speak into those areas of our lives that are not in alignment with him to bring us into alignment. That's why he draws lines. Every parent knows this. Every parent draws lines from the time our kids were very young, don't we? Yes. And, and lines give us security. Thank you think you. about that. Mm-hmm. You, you think about how a line or a boundary really, you know, we may kick against it as children, mm-hmm. but there's something about that that we know, wait a minute, I'm going to kick against this. But at the same time, this, this gives me security and protection. Mm. That is so good. It's so true. And I think this calls into question the nature of sin. Like, do we really believe that the wages of sin is death? If we do, we have to draw a line. We we can love our kids if, no matter what they struggle with. They're all going to struggle with some kind of sin. <laughs> we all struggle with it, but we have to draw. I can't affirm whatever they're struggling with if it's going to produce death in their life. And that's what Romans 6.23 tells us, that the wages of sin is death. And so I want I need to to be honest with my child about that. So, uh what other what other things were deeply concerning that you you saw in the sermon? One thing that really concerned me is towards the end he was talking about critics, about the conference yes. and those kind of things and he said, you know, he said the critics it's not really, I, I'm not quoting him word for word here, but basically what he was saying, it's not really a, a big deal about the quit- critics because what's important, this conference was for parents. Mm-hmm. And so the parents, this is this is basically what they needed. But he said, this wasn't a theological conference. It wasn't a Bible conference. And then he said, it was a pastoring conference. How can you divorce those things? 
what is the heart of pastors? Yeah. The heart of the pastor is to protect, to guard, to guide, to bring nourishment and healing mm. to the, the sheep, to the fold. The, the heart of the pastor should be the same heart as the good shepherd Jesus. The heart of the pastor is to be a gatekeeper, to keep the bad out and to allow the good in. Mm-hmm. And then he also said, in church, what you also may not know is these two gay men have, have spoken here at this church before. So he was already allowing things into his church, into his congregation that the whole congregation wasn't even aware of. Mm. I, I really hurt for a lot of his congregation because I imagine that Sunday morning, they were just thinking, what? Like, why did we not know about this? Mm. We thought we were headed one way. And now you just told us that this was a pastoring conference. This is where you are leading your church. If you did not show us anyone who has walked in healing, you did not show us anyone who has found freedom from an LGBTQ lifestyle. You did not show us anyone who maybe they're still walking, maybe still struggling with same-sex attraction, but yet Jesus is walking them day by day, day by day, closer to glory to glory, and they're walking out their freedom. He presented no one like that to the congregation or to the wounded parents or to those struggling with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. He led his congregation, his parents, and and those listening all in one direction. And that was to affirming the LGBTQ community and lifestyle. Which at the same time saying that he's not, which is so confusing. That's why I said he's not really for them either. No. And then how much do you have to hate or dislike the LGBTQ community to not love them well and present truth to them. Right. And he said at the end, we're a hundred percent truth and a hundred percent love. He's not marrying those correctly. He's just not because you're the very parent. He said that that conference was for, and yet you're not helping them. And, and I, what I love that you have so perfectly stated is that That poor child or adult sitting in the congregation or listening somewhere around the world to this message who is struggling, he told them, God doesn't answer that prayer. Yeah, there's no hope for you. God won't answer that prayer. There's no hope for you. You might as well embrace it. And that and that is not true. There are so many people. Rosaria Butterfield, Christopher, you do you think they're not going to pick up the phone at the Andy Stanley calls? Of course they are. Of course they are. He didn't call because that's not the message he wants. He doesn't want to show these people who are walking in freedom. Oh, yeah. He told us we went to him. I met with Greg and Lynn McDonald. We met with their at this time. They had a different parent connect leader. And we were told that our mission is not the same as yours. Mm. So, you, you know, you can only you can only go so far. You can only try to, to speak and We just have to allow the Holy Spirit to move, but know that we did our best to say, hey, there's another way and we want to offer hope and healing. And you're in the same exact position they are in. Absolutely. And so, but your, your response is different 
And I appreciate that. I want to read, as we're closing this one out, something that I just received from a very dear friend of mine who's been walking this road for many years like you do. I want to read her response to Andy Stanley's message. She said, quote, as a parent of a same-sex attracted child, I was heartbroken listening to Andy Stanley speak of both out of both sides of his mouth to justify his church's unconditional conference. He used an us straight and them LGBTQ division claiming, quote, it's virtually impossible for a straight heterosexual parent to understand what's going on in the heart and mind of the same sex attracted child, end quote. She goes on to say, so his church had to bring in experts to the conference, a gay married, gay married couple, John, uh, Justin Lee and Brian Neitzel. And I think what you pointed out earlier and what I saw, too, they're married to other men, but they're both gay and married, are the authority because they grew up in the church and know what our kids are feeling. They are supposedly godly, not because they follow Jesus, but because they were chased until they got married to other men. He further justifies this by claiming most of the gay men he has spoken to ask God to take away their same-sex desire. God didn't do it, so to remain chaste wasn't sustainable. Basically, they tried, and since God didn't change it, they have no other option. Worst of all, she goes on to say, Andy divides pastoring from biblical truth and theology, which doesn't even make sense, as if there are special cases where the biblical call to repentance of sin is not necessary, and good pastoring recognizes that. Instead, in these cases, we need to be accepting and loving. Parents need help. They need courageous leaders who hold on to biblical truth while continuing to love and guide their congregation without compromise. They need pastors who follow the gospel, those who preach the transforming power of Jesus, which is full of life-giving and life-changing hope, as stated in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11, when dressing homosexuality. Quote, and that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Andy Stanley serves a God who has no standards and no power. It is a lukewarm gospel that betrays the vulnerable. Andy Stanley claims he still believes in biblical ethics, but by not taking a stand, he may appease his megachurch, but he offers no real hope for Christian families, end quote. Amen. Amen. And he also presents a God that is not able to sustain us. Yes. You know, God is able to satisfy all of our desires. The key is, are we willing to give our desires and surrender them to him? Mm. Our God hears, our God answers, our God heals, and our God is powerful enough to keep us and sustain us. I, I couldn't agree more. This conversation is so critically important, and I want to get to the root of it. And I think the root is what we're going to talk about in this next episode. The root, understanding what the root problem is, and I think that's really a key component as to why a lot of people perhaps pray and don't receive the answer they want. If they have this stronghold still in their life, if they're still holding on to this false idol, then they're going to continue to struggle. Whereas we do know of people like we've mentioned in this podcast who are walking in freedom. Thank you so much for joining me today, Melinda. This has been so helpful, so necessary. Please tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your ministry. 
Yes. And thank you, Catherine. I have just loved having this conversation with you. So you can find me on Instagram at Melinda H. Patrick. I also have the podcast, The Bridge Between Us podcast, Loving Your LGBTQ Identified Child Without Compromising Truth. You can go to my website, melindapatrick.org, or you can send me an email, melinda at melindapatrick.org. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we are going to continue this to get to the root of it. It's the core component that we need to identify. So moms and dads, we all want to love our kids well. We all want to love the people in our lives who struggle in the area of sexual identity or gender dysphoria. But we must do that by firmly establishing the truth of our identity in Christ, because that is where we will find freedom. Moms and dads, if someone you know is parenting a child who is struggling with their sexuality and they want to walk biblically in freedom, please share these episodes with them. And don't hesitate to reach out if you need encouragement or prayer. My email address is Catherine at CatherineSiggers.com. Either I or Melinda would be honored to hear your story and to pray with you. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherineseegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.